Welcome to the Three Down Nation podcast. This is John Hodge. We thank you as always for joining us. This week we are foregoing our regularly scheduled programming to bring you some very exciting interviews from the CFL's off-season winter meetings up in the mountains of Alberta. Justin Dunk, our very own reporter, is on site conducting interviews with members of all nine CFL teams as well as, of course, CFL Commissioner Randy Ambrosi. We will be posting a select number of these interviews to our podcast feed, but don't fret if you miss the regular show. We'll be back for our regular programming with myself, Justin, and J.C. Abbott on Wednesday, January 18th. In the meantime, enjoy the select interviews we post, and we'll talk to you again soon. Twenty twenty three CFL winter meetings one on one with BC Lions co general manager Neil McAvoy. Everybody in Canada and potentially even a bunch of people in the United States, I'm sure a bunch of people in the United States wondering what's gonna happen with Nathan Rourke. As it stands today, Tuesday, January what's the date? Ninth. Ninth. He has not signed an NFL contract. He has not signed a contract extension with the BC Lions. How do you feel about all of this tagged along with the great story that he was in 2022? Because for my money, he was the story of the 2022 CFL season. Yeah, you know what? A great story, a great kid, great family. Um, there's nothing negative about him. Let me start off, as I was saying before, as a fan of football in Canada, I'm excited for him. I'm excited for the opportunity, regardless of what his decision is. Right. If he if decision is to stay with the BC Lions, then guess what? I think he'll do good things. If he feels that there's an opportunity for him to move forward to the National Football League, God, as a fan of Canadian football, how can you not be excited for him? Obviously, as an administrator with the BC Lions, my thought process I'm hoping that he stays with us. But in reality, that's his decision. That's a good decision. I know he's the way he is. He's going to make the right decision for him and his family. And there is no wrong decision. I just, uh, you know, I'm glad that uh, he's going to be able to make it for himself. I'm not really one for cliches, but he seems so mature beyond his years when you talk about the decision. Yeah, he really is um, on and off the field. He doesn't make rash and harsh decisions. He's not going to do anything that is going to, um, you know, he's going to put himself in the best position to uh, move forward. And uh, again, that's a great position for him to be in. I mean, what... As, as, as a quarterback and as, as a you know person who's played football at a high level in Canada, how can you not just love the fact that he's getting this opportunity, regardless of where it goes? He's getting the opportunity, which you know players in the past may not have gotten, and so I'm excited for him that way. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I mean, in the media, we're not supposed to be biased, but in this respect, sure. I would love to see Nathan work either continue to start in the CFL because I think he's continued to prove that Canadian quarterbacks, regardless of the path, yep. can play at an elite level in all-time pace in the CFL. Yep. And also, I would love to see him go south of the border and yep. show, hey, this Canadian quarterback, forget his designation in terms of the country he came from, or G. Roy Simon said earlier, the flag that he carries on his passport, that he can play at that level. Yeah. But you've seen this over the years, and I was talking to Dave Dickinson about this as well. How much of a, I guess, uphill battle, I'll put it, is he fighting being Canadian quarterback plus being a guy that's from the CFL, trying to make an NFL roster with guys that are from Alabama and USC and that are high draft picks that teams seem to want to stick with for yeah. maybe too long. 
and the word isn't barriers, but he's broken, you know, the, uh, the, the contingency of being a Canadian quarterback in Canada. He's done that, okay? We think he can play at the Canadian football level, at the professional level, at a high level. Can he break the, you know, that, that wall that the NFL seems to put on these guys and guys like Dave Dickinson will, you know, he's, he's done it. You know, uh, Bo Levi, they've done it and weren't able to break it down. And uh, again, as a fan of Canadian football, I'm hoping he gets the opportunity to do so. If that isn't the case, then again, we'll be, we'll be excited to have him playing uh, three down football in Canada for uh, a lot more, more years. As far as the Lions go, you said you're administer you're an administrator of the team, the co GM. Yeah. Do you feel like the Lions can put a competitive offer on the table to potentially entice him to stay in BC? I I, I don't know about. Okay, so there's two different things. There's uh, obviously the money part of it. Um, we can put a competitive offer in Canada. We're not going to be able to compete with the National Football League. Nobody can. Not any league. Not any sport. The National Football League is the top dog of all professional sports. So let's take that out of it. What I can offer is meaningful repetitions, meaningful reps. Just look at our, our, our friend that plays for the New York Jets right now. I was, in the, I was at the, the game in Seattle a couple weeks ago and he ran down on kickoff. I don't believe Nathan wants to be a kickoff guy. I think he wants to play quarterback. I really believe that he's going to uh, take an opportunity if there is one that's going to put him on the field and not just be a uh, you know fourth, fifth, quarterback guy that runs down on kickoff. I don't believe that's what he wants to do. So what we can offer is reps right now, meaningful reps. Um, time has yet to determine whether the NFL will offer him that or give him that. And uh, like I said, back to what we were saying before, I hope for the best. If not, we will continue on with uh, where we're going. Watching that magical half season from Nathan Bork, we'll call it. Now looking back on it and thinking about how staunch you and Rick Campbell were about him as your starting quarterback. There was not a breath of negativity about it from you guys at all. There was not even a doubt yeah. about him. Why was that? And did you see that record pace that he was on coming? Well, there's two things. Uh, the reason we did is because we saw it the year before, uh, Michael Riley being hurt. Uh, Nathan took all the reps all year round, so much so that we almost hit it. Obviously, we, we kept Michael as a starter because he was, but he, you know, day one, day two, he didn't throw a lot. Nathan took all those reps. Day three, which is arguably the glorified walkthrough day, sure, Michael was out there handing the ball off, but in reality, we had to save his arm for game day. So Nathan took all the reps, and we saw it then. When Michael retired, it was an easy transition for us to say, Nathan is our guy because he has been our guy. We feel that he has played at that level all year round. We're, we're, have the you know the the vision that he's going to be that guy. That being said, whatever decision, if Nathan decides to you know take an opportunity in the National Football League, we have the same confidence in Vernon Adams. Vernon came into our locker room, a very tight knit group that's not easy to penetrate, and he came in and they opened up their arms and he opened up his arms and was able to succeed as a BC Lion in such a short time. So now that he's got a training camp, now that he's got a year under his belt, now that the coaches have been able to deal and talk with him and, and make him or, or learn with him and coach him, I have nothing but uh, you know confidence that he's going to be able to take the realm and then move us in the right direction. If Nathan Rourke does sign an NFL contract, 
Would you want to bring in another veteran quarterback to back up Vernon Adams Jr., or do you like the guys you have? Yeah, that's a good question. I think at the end of the day, um, you know, we're going to have to look at all avenues. Um, we're very confident in Vernon. If Nathan moves on, obviously Vernon, you know, will be probably will, he'll be with us. But again, you need two quarterbacks to win in this league, as we saw last year. Right? Nathan got hurt. Vernon stepped up. Nathan was able to finish the season. You need two guys. So the, the, the easy answer is yes, we're going to have to find somebody. Do we have that guy already? Well, that's why we go to training camp. That's why we go to training camp and see what we have. Brian Burnham retired, a great player for the franchise, was there for a long time, made tons of highlight reel catches. Dare I even ask a question, but can you replace a guy like that? Well, there's two things. Um, unfortunately for Brian, he got hurt last year twice. Two long-term injuries, which I believe was the you know uh, the start of him thinking about retirement uh so we had to play without him last year for i think uh 12 games maybe 10 maybe 11. so we know what we have already we feel that we can replace his on-field contributions his off-field contributions at the end of the day brian burnham is one of the most dynamic humans on earth he's an amazing individual we are lucky as british columbians and canadians to have a guy like brian burnham live within us, with our society, contribute to being Canadian. His sister still lives here. I can't say enough about Brian Burnham, the person. Replacing that is almost going to be impossible. Replacing his on-field contributions, we, we had to last year. I think we're going to be able to do that. On defense, you might have to replace the on-field contributions from Matthew Betts. He's had a couple of NFL workouts. Do you envision him signing down there and having to find another guy? Yeah, I haven't uh, thought about that as much. I, I know uh, Mr. Betts is under contract for um, you know next year, and so um, again he, we'll deal with uh, that when it comes. Uh, right now, we have Matthew penciled in as our starting end, and um, until that changes, we'll just continue to do that. One move that might have caught some people by surprise was releasing Luches Purifor, who was an all-star at the safety position. What was the thought process behind that decision? At the end of the day, I think we just uh, felt it was time uh, he needed a new start. Uh, we needed uh, you know, a, a fresh start, and so um, uh, I, we mutually decided to uh, part ways, and I know he's gained employment elsewhere, which is good for him. And uh, you know, I'm not unhappy with uh, his contributions last year, but at the end of the day, uh, we were looking to get better at all positions, and you know we felt that uh, we, we could go younger, maybe a little bit uh, you know less experienced at that position, but we feel we'll get the same pro productivity out of it. Bigger picture with the Lions, you've been with this franchise for a long, long time, going all the way back to the great Bob Ackles. What has it meant to the franchise for Amar Doman to take over and then to back up his words with actions because he seemingly created a lot of excitement in BC, maybe even around the country about the Lions. Yeah, uh, I can't say enough about what uh, Amar and his family have meant to the BC Lions. Um, David Braley was a godsend for us as well. And I, I, you know, as quiet as David was, I think he had a plan and Amar was that plan. And uh, I can't say enough about what he's done and what he's brought not only to the BC Lions, but the province of British Columbia and the sport of football in British Columbia. We need a guy like Amar to, you know, uh, help it all. We're only as good as, as what we're all going to be as a league, as a team, as a province. We need to help everyone create more ability to play the sport of football, make the sport of football great for all of us. 
and it starts with guys like Amar, and I just can't say enough about what he's done for us. He seems like one of those owners that's really into it. Like, there were multiple shots, I believe it was in the West semifinal, of him in the press box, be into the game, excited, like yeah. locked in. Is that what he's like to be? Yeah, around? he is. He is at the end of the day a fan. He's also, you know, a uh, an owner. Um, but unlike David, who was retired and had the BC Lions as his sort of, you know, team, Amar does have other off-field, <laughs> you know, endeavors that he needs to take care of. So the football team is just one of the cogs in his is is you know box of of things and. Uh, Again, yeah, he, he is a fan, but he's also a great owner. He's everything that uh, if you if you if you think of you know an ownership in the Canadian Football League and what you need, you'd look at a guy like Amar and say, we need a guy like that, and we're just excited to have a guy like that. How can the team build off that momentum that was created with getting more bums in seats for a number of games out there and some of the atmosphere he tried to create with the concerts and that stuff? How can you build on that, whether or not you have Nathan Rohr? Yeah, at the end of the day, we got to, you know, this is a long-term process of building football in Canada. This isn't short-term. Forget Nathan, forget the current quarterback. What's going to be here in 10 years, 12 years, 20 years, 50 years? This BC, the, the BC Lions team is coming up on its 75th year of existence. So you have to build long-term, and Amar has that vision, not just today. Today we're dealing with Nathan Rourke. Let's build long-term to make this a viable product and an excitable product for the province of British Columbia. And at the end of the day, football in Canada, professional football in Canada is a good thing. It's big business. It's exciting. It, it makes us talk about good things and it makes, you know, it, it's just a great sport and I'm just happy to be a part of it. It's more fun talking about football than the pandemic that we all had to go through. But I want to ask you one more question about Roar because I'm curious when these NFL teams are doing their background research and they're calling, their up, calling you up and they're talking to you, what are some of the questions that they ask and some of the information that they're looking for and that you give them? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, they're doing their due diligence. Um, it's tough to say anything bad about Nathan because there isn't anything bad about him. He is what he is. He's a very diligent young man. He's a great family guy. Uh, what you see and hear from him is exactly what he is. He's not. He's going to lay it all out for you. So I just tell him that. He's exactly what you're getting. If you're looking for a guy who's going to dedicate his time to your organization, he's your guy. But in turn, I believe he's going to want some dedication back to himself to make his career, you know, what it what it can be and what it should be. Makes sense, Neil. Thanks for sharing some time, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo Fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.